Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for February the 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips and as you know we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth welcome to liberty roundtable live hope you had a fantastic president's day and an elongated weekend i know we did it was full of god family and country as always uh, yesterday, we had our guest on Mr. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, RonPaulInstitute.org, doing a phenomenal job, as he always does. And we talked about Secure Vote Utah, pivoting now to persuade legislators to think about Secure Vote Utah, to go back to paper ballots, to go back to accountability at the, balance bo- at the ballot box. We also talked about the Utah legislature a little bit, the good, the bad, the ugly. We tracked two bills with Lowell Nelson. A bad bill, HB 11, entitled, quote, Student Athletics Participation, quote, Cross-Gender Sports, which allows a male to compete in female uh, athletics after, what, a year in therapy or whatever it is. Anyway, 52 to 16 was the vote in the House. Shame on them. They're supposed to take it up. Coming up, we'll talk about that in the next few minutes. Also, a good bill, HB 60, HB 60, the Prohibition on vaccine passports, came to the floor on Friday, but was put on a hold immediately. They circled it and didn't want to talk about it. Shame on them. Anyway, we also talked about Senator Rand Paul condemns Justin Trudeau in an interview, saying, you know what? Freedom. Yeah, a peaceful assembly ought to be able to happen. The truckers were peaceful, but no, Trudeau got out of control, and typically governments get out of control. Anyway, we also talked about Senator Rand Paul I think statutes that allow presidents or heads of states to invoke emergencies are very, very dangerous. Amen to that reality check. We also talked about in the age of COVID, we're reminded unjust law is no law at all. Ryan McMakin wrote that incredible article we discussed. We also discussed mainstream media uh, is calling the Freedom Convoy an illegal protest. They also call it a siege, an occupation, and an insurrection. you got to ask the question, why? These peaceful convoys are not violent, but you know what? Uh, Sadly, all these peaceful assemblies are going wrong as they stop traffic and then government gets crazy. And uh, There's no win in them, folks. Peaceful assemblies are wonderful, but, man, I I believe government provocateurs are running them off the rails. Beware. Be careful. Ron Paul quoting George Orwell. Truth is treason in an empire of lies. We also talked about the Ukraine crisis a little bit. A nightmare caused by U.S. interventionism, Rand Paul, or Ron Paul in that one, Ron Paul. Also, the crisis in Ukraine is not about Ukraine, it's about Germany. Mike Whitney with that piece talking about how, folks, do you understand that there's a big old pipeline 
Russia to Germany that delivers natural gas. The United States doesn't want that to happen because it will move people off of the petrodollar, the dollar backed by oil. Uh, and sadly, Germany and Russia are trying to get their own deal going, and uh, they'll probably not be using fiat U.S. money to perpetuate it. Beware of that. We also talked at the second hour to Dr. Scott Bradley doing a phenomenal job. Freedomsrisingsun.com, his website. And we discussed Dr. Bradley's improving health. Great news. And we provide a real reality check on the against science protocols used in the hospitals of America and around the world these days. We talked about Ammon Bundy's decision. He's running for the uh, governorship of the great state of Idaho. He was on the Republican ticket, but now he's switched and he's going independent. That way he can run all season long and get, not get chopped off at the knees like the primaries do. We talked about let's never forget the Bundys, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that Ammon Bundy, his brother and his father, well, they were acquitted on all federal charges. As the U.S. convoy to D.C., the question about that is, is it going to be an intentional trap? Yeah, is the U.S. convoy that's going from California to D.C. an intentional trap? Beware of government-run psyops, spoofs, spooks, provocateurs, and more, right? As the U.S. observes Black History Month, we also talked about that American black families are making history, and they're starting to homeschool like nobody's business. They're catching up to white, Asian, and Latino families because they're saying we can school our children better than the government can. Amen to that. Anyway, while homeschooling increased among all racial and ethnic groups, it skyrocketed among African Americans who simply say we can do a better job, and I think they're right. Our government schools failing black children was a question I saw asked somewhere, but I would broaden the question and say our government schools failing all children? Just wondering. All right, that's a recap of the broadcast that took place yesterday, man. We covered a lot of news on your radio. We'll do it again today as we welcome our guest. His name is Don Guyman, and he's chairman of the Utah Grassroots Organization. Utah Grassroots committed to promoting the principles of limited government, constitutional representative government, participatory republic, free market economies. How about family, separation of powers, and a whole lot more, utahgrassroots.org. Don, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you for having me on. All right. Any quick comment on any of the past news from yesterday's show? Yeah, I think, you know, the bills that you, well, Grassroots hasn't taken an official position on HB 60 yet. Um, there are some concerns about uh, intervention in the marketplace, although I personally will say I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good bill that needs to be passed. We need to protect our God-given liberties, uh, religious liberties. I think right now we're seeing some of the, um, you know, we, we, it's been a slippery slope, but it's no longer a slippery slope anymore, I don't think. We're seeing an, a direct assault on our freedoms and liberties right now, which I appreciate HB 16. I know that is today up at the legislature, so people are interested in that bill. I believe it's going to be being voted on around 2 o'clock today up at the legislature. Uh, also, that HB 11, uh, uh, bad bill, once again, that uh, just shows you where our society has gone to, is that... Uh, we're allowing, you know, males to compete against females and basically want to legalize it here in the state of Utah. And we're seeing once again just a 
just a change upon in our uh, in our entire society right now. But I guess having been someone who's watched the legislature for a number of years um, since 2001, you know, I guess this isn't surprising because this is just kind of you see these bills, bad bills passed year after year where we have we have once again our legislators and governor ignored the Constitution and uh, tried to and try to please the world, so to speak. I guess that's a good wording of it um, instead of relying upon principles and the principles which made this country great. All right. Now, in Utah, just so people understand, there's about, what, 3 million, 3.5 million people in Utah? Yes, that's about right. That's about right. I'm going to change it. Maybe it's closer to 4 million now. I can't keep up. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, growing, you know, at a small, a small, tiny state, you know, if you got 330 million people in America, what's that? Utah's 1% of the nation? Yeah. And uh, we think about that. And what do they introduce per year? About 700 to 1,000 bills? Yeah, they we yeah we they they we introduced a lot of leg, too much legislation in my opinion for forty five day session. Yeah, I call it a, I call it the forty five days of terror because you never know what they're going to come. Oh up. yeah, hold on to your pocketbook and your constitutions. <laughs> Amen to that. So about seven hundred bills really get introduced, or maybe a little bit more every year. How many actually pass though? About half that. About half that. And the thing to keep in mind for people is a majority of those bills, and I'd have to go back and take a look at this, but a majority of those bills actually get passed in this last week of the session. You know, it's coming up here soon. Um, they'll soon, they'll just be passing bills just really quickly. So it's not really sometimes a really, really a deliberative process like you see, you'd think it was. So um, that's always been one of our big concerns is not only the number of bills that get that uh, get introduced that you said, but also the number of bills get always get seem to get passed in the last part of the session, last in the closing days. How many bills affect the affect the average citizen uh, in Utah? Let me tell you why I asked the question. A lot of the different bills seem to um, benefit certain groups or certain people or certain um, business entities or this kind of stuff or. In other words, a lot of them don't seem to relate to the average American. And I'll give you one of them that you mentioned in your legislative update. It's HB 261. It's the civil commitment revisions or whatever. What's this thing? Um, well, that bill would allow would allow physicians' assistants and uh, physicians' assistants and I believe one other or one other one other profession to, to basically be able to commit somebody to have to, to a mental institution. Uh, and to me, it's always those, those dangers about uh, that's something we've always believed in is what about our personal, you know, your due, your rights of due process. And I think we forget that all too much is that we do have, we do have God given rights and it, it always concerned us when we just allow individuals, you know, it, whether what even a profession to just take away someone's rights and lock someone away. So that away only affects I'll, me I'll if a broader it. group of so-called medical professionals decide that I need to belong in the loony bin, right? Yeah, but that should be concerning. <laughs> concerning concerning oh, what you see going on in There's society no today. There's no question. I, I joke. Hang tight, Don. Ladies and gentlemen, Don Guyman with me. We'll talk more in seconds. UtahGrassroots.org on your radio.
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. I was joking a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, when I said, hey, you know, some of these bills only affect a few people. As long as it doesn't affect me, I don't need to worry, right? That was a little bit of a joke, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Don Guyman. He's chairman of Utah Grassroots, utahgrassroots.org, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious business, folks. This is not a joke. I mean, I was joking about it a little bit just because... I want you to understand this is very serious indeed. So what this bill basically says, what is it, HB 261? Hey, there's going to be a broader group of medical professionals, physician assistants and others now, that have the ability to decide that Sam Bushman belongs in the loony bin. You know, Sam, you're a little bit unhinged there. You don't believe the vaccinations are legitimate or you're this or you're that. Man, Sam, we just got to care for you, my friend. And so... Ladies and gentlemen, you don't really have to worry unless it's you. This is the lie that most people kind of accept. It sounds morbidly funny, but this is serious. Serious indeed, Don. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see the way where our society is right now. Once again, these are, you know, where we are. You know, that's just, I've been watching legislature for years and watch bad bills like these get passed, but people how too often have this philosophy that as long as it doesn't impact me i'm okay well i think right now i think if anyone should be seen right now the that what when these bills and this these, these loss of rights are hitting close to home for people and so it's very scary to me because you hear you've heard what justin trudeau 
that's talk, talked about the truckers in Canada. We talked about them about them a small fringe, right? And they will be, you know, and you talk about how they talk about people here in the United States, about whether if you simply believe that you should have the right to control what goes into your body, many people consider you a lunatic. So there's really a concern that we see right now with when we start to where society is right now, then we want to start expanding the number of people who could take someone's rights and liberties away. I think that's, you know, once again, doing it without due process. Um, there's a reason that we have a constitution. There's a reason that we have a bill of rights that you have the right to trial by jury. You have the right to these things. So it should be worrisome to everyone when we see that when we, when we just want to, you know, and I've, I've heard the rationale for it because it's, to help rural communities, but still, once again, that doesn't protect individuals, and that still in the, enlarges the number of people who can put put someone away. And the scary thing about this bill is it passed it passed unanimously out of the Utah House. So you really have to ask yourself: so, Did our members of the legislature actually read the bill and think about the consequences of this bill? Well, so my question is this: What if we let even a broader group arrest the, the politicians who may be off their rocker and not obeying the supreme law of the land? Yeah, no, that's very true. And I mean, I'm demonstrating we have, we the have, absurd by being absurd a little bit, but I'm making the point, right? Yeah, we have a, we have a, we have a number of you know, politicians who don't care. <laughs> so and we've seen it all too often. And if anything, this last two years should tell people that we have we have politicians who will who will become authoritarians if you give them that little crack to do so. So it should be a concern to everybody. All right. If we really pass, say, 350 to 400 laws every single year, is there any end to what they can come up with, do you think? I mean, at some point, will they say, you know, um, God had the Ten Commandments, Don, and, you know, we've got the Ten Billion Commandments. And uh, I mean, can they just keep going forever on this? There, You really could. And once again, they, they always try to give you a personal rational reason. I'll give you an example of a, a few years ago. We took a position on a bill which they were going to allow, would, would increase the likelihood of a police officer taking your vehicle from you from a traffic accident. Or a tra if they not tried a traffic, they stopped you. And they, and so I hold remember. On, hold on, just uh, so everybody understands. So a traffic violation, right? Yeah, traffic violation. Okay. All right. And they, and so. And I remember we took a position against it, and the and the representative was like, "Well, come on a ride along with us and see how careful our cops are." Tell how you know, and I'm like, "I don't care." Once again, there's a right. Do we have a trial by jury before you're before you're penalized with these types of things? There's a reason these laws are established. And once again, if you if you say, "Hey," uh, if you accept that notion, "Hey, hey," uh, cop, the cops, you know, if you accept the notion, the cops are the good guys. They're not going to do anything wrong. Well. Once again, you always have that. You always have that safeguard in the guardrail of the Constitution, and you can never go wrong with that. And all too often, we in the legislature and government, we want to take the easy way out, and it's easier. It's easier easier to mandate something than so what's to the logic? make somebody. What's the logic though to take my car? Though, what advantage do they have to take my car? Punishment. <laughs> yeah, I know, but look, punishment, we're, we're, but... Our, hold on. But our goal is not to punish. At least it should yeah. be. The proper role of government is to protect life, liberty, and property. Uh, yeah. And if government doesn't accomplish that goal, government becomes the enemy of the people. Uh, we don't need to punish. What we need to do is encourage the right behavior. 
uh, we need to remind people. Oftentimes, nine out of ten traffic stops or people need to be reminded, look, you got to pay attention. Don't run that light. Look, you got to pay attention. You shouldn't be going that fast. It's dangerous. Nine times out of ten people just need a reminder, Don. That's all. They don't yeah. need to be pulled over yeah. and even ticketed, much less their car taken. Yeah, but we have this attitude with, once again, government. But once again, we've seen that if we give somebody just a little bit of an inch, well, that they're going to abuse that power. And once again, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. We A lot of us have forgotten, forgotten what the proper role of government is. And that's why government's gotten so big. Wow. It's shocking. Okay, you got this HB 49. What's this thing about? It's like a... It's for films and stuff, right? Yeah, for films. It's basically to allow, um, basically to create incentives for the film industry to, 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 to do films in rural Utah. And, you know, on the surface, it sounds like a good bill. And on the surface, it sounds like we're giving a tax break to somebody. But once again, isn't that government playing favorites with, with, with uh, businesses? Um, our role, our, our position has always been the government should treat all people equally, right? Because government, uh, you know, all men are created equal, all businesses. And so once again, government should treat everyone fairly. And once again, when you start making special carbs, that carve out for one industry against another, well, isn't that violating that very basic principle upon which our government was founded? Well, and that's, <clears throat> that's kind of the problem that we have here. This is what I mean by many of the bills and i don't know what percentage of them but when you look at government you're supposed to say how do you know if something's good or bad in government if it affects everyone equally yep. in other words it protects everyone equally then you can kind of lot a lot of times say it's probably going to be a pretty good bill on the other hand yeah. if it pulls the lever of government in the favor of the few at the expense of the many in any way you can bet it's not legitimate constitutionally right Yep, 100% agree. All right, so I look at these different bills, and I, uh, what if I just voted no on everything? What if I became a legislator and I just said, you know what, I'm going to vote no on everything because you know what, maybe 5% of the time a bill's a good bill, or 5% of the time, but even good bills I'm starting to have a problem with because oftentimes yeah. the good bill are things that are already obvious or things that are already uh, codified by law or things that already have constitutional restrictions on. Or and an example would be, hey, I'm going to create a constitutional county that says we're going to be able to have our Second Amendment. We're going to be a Second Amendment sanctuary. Well, you know what? Every county should be a Second Amendment sanctuary. That's already the supreme law of the land, Don. It's not something new. And so oftentimes we want to duplicate really laws that are already on the books or things that are already uh, in place. And so what if I were just to vote no on every bill? Would I be right? Well, percent of the time. Oh, I, I think you. I think you would be. You know, because unfortunately, we have a lot more. I always try to want to have a positive report. We do our report at the end of the session, but all too often we have, you know, there's a lot more bad bills than good bills in the session. In fact, we I provide them each week a copy of. We have we created a legislative prompt card, which we ask them a series of questions to do that, and basically say if the answer is the if the answer to any of these is yes, vote no. We also asked them if they've read the bill, because I think a lot of times, too often, our legislators don't read the bills. And you'll see that, especially in the closing days of the session, when they're just trying to just pass as many bills as possible. I've had I've had legislators, good legislators, do that before. They they say they've looked up there and said, oh, you know, the one legislator who I'm friends with, I know it's good. He voted in favor of it, so I did. And I'm like, well, 
<laughs> did you read it? No, I didn't get a chance to. Shouldn't they be so subject I, to lawsuits if they pass bills they haven't read? Uh, in other words, that hold might them be accountable a good, for these things. That might be a good. That might be a very good uh, law to pass. But well, no, because they have laws that them. say they have laws that say financially and everything else. If I sign something I don't read, I'm still bound by it, right? Yeah, oh, that's probably good. I thought of it, but that's a good idea. Well, there's a reason that Ron Paul, the hero to miss of us, many of us, because it was one of his nicknames, Representative No. Because yeah, they called him Doctor just... No because he was a medical doctor. Doctor No, that's well. right. Doctor No, but voted anyway. voted No all too often. So. Anyway, let's come back. we got a lot more to dig into, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Don Guyman, and he's the chairman of the Utah Grassroots Organization, doing a great job evaluating our bills every year, all of them, and giving you kind of a handle on them from a constitutional separation of powers, supreme law of the land perspective, utahgrassroots.org in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered Russian troops into eastern regions of Ukraine on a peacekeeping mission Monday. Putin declared Russian-led breakout areas of Ukraine's Donetsk and Luhansk as people's republics and independent regions on Monday. Putin ordered Russian troops into the separatist areas of Ukraine. Russian President Putin via a translator. They see us as a dog barking at the caravan. We have never agreed to that, and we never will. Russia was always standing for resolving the most difficult issues at the negotiating table. President Biden and our allies will announce new sanctions against Russia on Tuesday after Moscow recognized two breakaway regions of Ukraine as independent. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz announced Tuesday that he has taken steps to halt the process of certifying the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline from Russia as punitive damages against Moscow over the Ukraine invasion. We are USA Radio News. Fever is a potential sign of COVID or the flu. And the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Be accurate with Exergen. Exergen Temporal Scanners, available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Got a party of 10 coming in. We need to flip those two tables. Leah's restaurant is fully booked night after night. Section 3 is still behind. She no longer has reservations about finally finding a hostess. Why doesn't 23 have menus? Oh, those are in my hand. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Mark Cuban shuns politics for a run with his very own pharmaceutical company. Billionaire investor Mark Cuban announced the launch of his online pharmacy at the beginning of the year. Cuban was asked on Fox Business if he'd ever consider running for president in the future, and he says he thinks this new company will be a better focus for him. What I'm finding out, particularly with costplusdrugs.com, I can have a far greater impact than trying to pretend whether I'm a Republican or a Democrat and playing party politics. He says the goal of the online pharmacy is to eliminate middlemen and bring lower drug prices to Americans. A Gallup poll released in September found that some 18 million Americans reported being unable to afford at least one doctor prescribed medication in the previous three months. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, 
I'm Tim Berg. Japan's Nikkei stock market dropped nearly 2% this morning as news between Ukraine and Russia continued to escalate. USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. We're talking about the Utah legislative session, 45 days long. They had a special session not too long before that. We're talking to our guest, Don Guyman, uh, and he's the chairman of Utah Grassroots, utahgrassroots.org, doing a phenomenal job, keeping us up to speed on the bills that are happening in the state of Utah. And I know this program is an around-the-world radio show, nationally syndicated across the country. But, folks, the reason we have this is because I, I really want people to learn about you know, these things are happening uh, in your states. And if they are, that's great. If they're not, though, ladies and gentlemen, in my mind, then you need to make sure that you do something so they can become so. Uh, because you know what? you got a lot of bills in your state. There's a lot of laws. Government loves to pass the 10,000 commandments, if you will. <laughs> and we've really got to realize that we got to keep an eye on this stuff. This stuff matters. You think it doesn't affect you. Oh, man, most of those bills don't affect me. You know what? I know they're for special interest groups of people most of the time, but they absolutely do affect you way more than you may realize. And what happens is that people are ignoring this stuff, and then all of a sudden later they run afoul of some whatever, and they go, how the heck did we get here? Well, you got here by not paying attention, people. That's how. You got here by not really worrying about your liberties, taking them for granted, and then, hey, you know what? It it runs off the rails, and you go, hey, this is wrong. We got to. Well, now you're involved, and that's great, and it's never too late. But, wow, you could have made a difference earlier had you uh, made the change, got involved, uh, made a difference. So I'm looking at all these bills, Don, and I'm kind of going, you know what? How is my life going to change after them? Is it going to be a lot different with what they've got on the docket? Well, you know, and once again, it. You you never know, but once again, let's let's take a look at a bill like you'd mentioned in the in your leadoff HB 371, which talks about uh, voter integrity. Um, think about the 2020 election and what happened there. And once again, there's a lot. I know there's a lot of debate about that elect, but I, there can be no debate that they they really loosened a lot of the election laws in these states. Right? Once again, they just didn't have an ID. They really really made it very loose. Well, just think about what a different world we had. With the election of Joe Biden, um, I, I think of that often, once again, with the mandates and the other things that have been placed upon people. I don't think they would have been placed upon with the, the prior administration. But think about those things that – so we might think that this bill's small. Uh, but I submit to you, though, that, hey, what's going to change, Don, um, once this legislative session passes? You get 350, 400 new bills, and that's only one state. One percent of the American mm-hmm. people. You got fifty states doing this stuff, sir, and they might, in bigger states, have a lot more bills, right? Yeah, and it's it's and I'm not sure just how much you caught before, but it's kind of we talk about sometimes these bills seem small. It might seem small allowing a physician's assistant to to put somebody away, but until that impacts you, right? It doesn't seem like this bill is important until you know we talk about election law, you know, until it impacts you, until we elect somebody who. May, people might not view as a legitimate person, and, and they put policies and law, policies in place because they're not really laws, they're mandates, etc. That impacts you. 
So a lot of times we we don't think about things we don't think about things, but they they ultimately could, and that's one of the things we try to do. And Lowell Nelson, you talked about, he's a member of our board, is we try to look and see how these bills could impact somebody. What could go wrong, you know? And once again, uh, it's it we always you have to take a look at that and take a look at that worst case scenario because once again the proper role of government is to first do no harm and so you know there everyone says hey this won't impact me but it very well could and uh, and once again if it doesn't impact you still could impact your neighbor could still impact you know a family member you know so we we need to take a look at those things and take a look at just what could go wrong. And if something could go wrong, how are we going to make sure it doesn't? And so that's why we have the Constitution in place. Well, and that's why we have organizations uh, such as Don's working on this and keeping an idea on the grassroots. That's the name because, you know what, we the people need to be involved. We're the grassroots. And really highlighting the simple fact that, you know what, we have got to be involved. You can't worry about this and, and get all crazy later going, what the heck happened? You know what? Now's yes. the time to get involved and do something about it and be aware. And I really believe the American people should be stopping. If they put up 700 bills, we should probably stop 99% of them and say, no, they're not going anywhere. I mean, there's very few bills that even really make sense. Uh, and a lot of them are, are procedural. In other words, we got to patch a hole yeah. in this or square this away. Or, you know, some of those do make some sense to make sure that the law is consistent uh, and appropriate and constitutional and all those kind of things. Uh, but most of these things are just crazy notions. They just come up with, I don't even know where they get this stuff, except it's driven mostly by what, lobbyists? A lot of it's driven by lobbyists. A lot of times somebody comes with a notion, hey, this is impacting me. So we try to. We try to something or something just out of the norm happens. So we try to pass a bill to we try to pass a bill to to correct one thing that's gone wrong. Once again, when we need to we need to overall take a look at the principle once again and take a look what that overall impact is going to be. But a lot of this is driven by lobbyists. You know, if you if you go up to the Utah legislature, and I'm sure this is probably at every in every capital during a legislative session, you always see just a ton of lobbyists out there. You know, ready to, to grab every legislator as they as they walk out. So lobbyists have a big pull in these, more pull than the regular citizen, unfortunately. Yeah, and when does it become a conflict of interest? Let's get into that a little bit in seconds, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Don. We're talking about grassroots involvement. UtahGrassroots.org in seconds on your radio. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? in churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love 
get married and have some kids. The CDC just reported that 7,218 people died after receiving a COVID-19 shot. Granted, vaccines are a complicated concoction of chemicals, and as with any medical experiment, it can take a long time to get it right. This is not the first time people have been hurt when vaccinated. What is different this time, and so concerning, is the reaction to these death numbers. Let me explain. In 1976, the government vaccinated 45 million people for swine flu. A total of 53 people died after getting that shot, and the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because authorities decided it was too much of a risk. Why would they halt the program back then for 53 deaths, but now with over 7,000 deaths, they are using every method possible to force it on you. In fact, now the health authorities are using their power to silence anyone who dares to question the COVID vaccination. Why? Why is anyone that questions COVID silenced? Even doctors are being censored. What's up with that? Paid for by Evan Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. All right, back with you live, live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. <clears throat> Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use always. We ask the real questions. Don Guyman with us, chairman of Utah Grassroots. UtahGrassroots.org doing a phenomenal job keeping an eye on all the bills. Uh, so I'm mentioning this lobbying, and you know what? When does it become a conflict of interest? How do we – there's got to be a way where I get if you're uh, – you know, everybody should have the right to freely encourage or discourage given legislative realities. But at some point, though, with big money pouring into it and paid lobbyists and everything else, uh, you get into a conflict of interest scenario. You'll get into a, a, a deal where oftentimes, um, you know what, money transacts or influence transacts and favors. And, th- and then, wow, legislation uh, seems to follow. Special privileges is granted, if you will, when the lever is pulled in someone's, well, lobbyist or who knows, favor. Uh, it's a big problem, and how do we get a handle on that? That's one thing I don't really believe politicians have a desire to address, but we, the people, need to get behind that big time, Don. Yeah, and that's and that's. I think one of the things that we really need to focus on is the guiding principle of most elected officials is fear of being reelected. That's one of the reasons they love lobbyists, because lobbyists are going to give them money, right, that are going to help with their election. Yeah, you know, one thing that we may not sometimes have the money that these people do is, but we, that's why it's so important that we're involved. We let our voices be heard. That's things can really change if you get people up there and they recognize that they're paying attention. That's some of the great things I've seen this last legislative, you know, this last little while here in Utah is we've gotten some great turnout to some of these legislative hearings. Um, I was at a hearing; it was a part of a special meeting back, I believe, in October. We had literally, it was about on the government federal mandates, we had literally filled five rooms of individuals, five rooms of, of, of these, big lo- these big legislative rooms of in, people who are interested in this bill. Um, when you get large crowds out there, I think it sends a message to individuals that, hey, we're looking at you. We're looking at your voting record. We are gonna hold you accountable if you do not vote, if you vote to take away our God-given rights. And that's why it's so important that everybody's involved. And if you might not be able to get up to the Capitol, I can but send an email, make a phone call. But they really need to have that that knowledge that people are watching them and that fear of reelection. Because once again, that is something that I've seen it here in Utah. Wow. 
I give the story. I've been given some presentations about one of about someone who's one of the more liberal members of the Utah legislature. But suddenly they formed a, a group of people who started watching and were active politically. And suddenly they went from being one of the most liberal members of the legislature to where they were, the, in our report, the number th the third most conservative member of the legislature because people were watching them and they were fearful that they were not going to get reelected. And so that's why people really need to be involved, even if it's just sending an email, sending a text, you know, attending a meeting, because once again, that sends a message that people are watching and that they may not get reelected. And that's one of the things that really drives elected officials is not that fear of not being reelected again. Uh, we need to really crack down on the lobbyists and everything else, but you got to ask this question too. Most people feel disenfranchised, uh, Don, and I don't want them to feel oh, that way. True. I want them to I want them to feel involved in the system and that there's a way forward, that there's a peaceful solution to the difficulties we face and everything else. What is the most effective way that I, as a citizen, can be involved? You know what? I'll give you an example to make kind of some of the points, and then let you uh, expound on this a little bit. Um, but I remember we, uh, back in the day, I've been doing radio, syndicated radio for 25 years, so I've been at this a long time. And I remember one time, I can't remember the name of the politician, I think it was Bob Dole, actually. Uh, but I remember that we had called and called and called on a bill. And then he voted against what we wanted, and we kind of came back to the people and said, what is going on? And somebody got a hold of him and asked him. And his response was, even though we gave literally thousands of calls, and his response was, I listened to all the people who did not call. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. So what's the most effective way we can truly make a difference and not be disenfranchised or not have them cause domestic terrorists like they're doing with people that want to work on the school board or whatever? How do we effectively make a difference and have them realize they work for us, Don? I think, first of all, it's becoming informed. That's Well, that's the primary purpose of grassroots. And if you go to our website, utahgrassroots.org, you can go take a look at our past issues. You can take a look at where people have been ranked and how they voted in the past. And so once again, you're able to if you're able to talk to them once again, as I said before, about that, you have some knowledge about their voting record um, that has a big impact put on put on them. Um, even if it's sending an email, attending a rally, what have you, I think that has an impact um, here in Utah. For those who are part of the Republican Party, we have an opportunity on March 8th to with our caucus system. Well, while the legislature has made ways around our caucus system, I think it's really important people go and attend because, once again, those are the individuals that elect county delegates and state delegates that not only elect, not only are part of the electoral process, but also help set policy and say where the party would should go. Um, I was I last year I sponsored a resolution to to uh, to censor or to on Mitt Romney to basically give our you know to give our opinion that how he was not representing us here in Utah. And it narrowly failed because, once again, we didn't have the right delegates in place. But I think we have some opportunities, but it doesn't have to be – you don't have to, to donate a huge money, without, but I think it's just that being involved. And that's and it is tough because, as you said, they'll always make an excuse if they don't want to vote the way you do because the lobbyists that. But we just have to really – it's just it is being involved, and it's just going to the rallies. It's going – All right, uh, there you have it. We'll get uh, Don back. Uh, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, Don's bringing up some very important points about what we can do, about how we can be involved. I know people are really frustrated because they just feel disenfranchised. 
I know people are kind of thinking, you know what? There's nothing that I can do about this, right? There's just nothing that I can do to make a difference and stuff. And I really, out of this whole interview with Don Guyman, out of this whole interview, what I want you to take away from this is there are things that you can do. There are things that are effective. There are things that you can make a difference about. There really are, folks. And don't lose sight of that is the whole point of the interview. Uh, Don, so I, I, I'm saying the whole thing, the real takeaway from this interview that I want to get is, look, these legislative bills do matter. They do affect you, whether you believe it or not. And the fact is, there's literally, when you think about a 10-year span in Utah alone, you're talking about four or 5,000 new laws on the books in just a 10-year period. By the time a baby's born until they get 18, you've literally got almost 10,000 <laughs> laws going on. I mean, it's insanity. But you know what? You can make a difference. You can be involved. And that's really the takeaway from this whole interview that I'm hoping to, to really drive home is that, you know what? All is not lost. You can make a difference. There are ways to really move the needle towards liberty, towards freedom, uh, towards accountability, towards transparency. Um, and that's really the whole point of grassroots, to help people do just that, right? Yeah, that's very true. We want to empower people. That's the big word, empower people with knowledge. So, so once again, alleged, you, so when a politician says, makes a campaign promise, you're seeing if they're fulfilling that promise or not, giving you the tools and resources to do so. All right. What, what do we do with these lobbyists, though, man? What do we do with these professional people that are paid to literally pull the lever in their favor at the expense of the rest of us, while most of us literally are just trying to go about our day-to-day lives and, and living our lives and trying to be great people and involved in everything we're doing and you know what? How do we how do we get a handle on that? Is there a real effort underway to make that happen? Because that's really the key here, right? We haven't seen a lot, but I agree with you. That's something that we need to take a look at and do. But I think ultimately it comes down to just voting people who are just <laughs> getting the right people in place who aren't going to be influenced by that. But it it sounds it sounds utopian, but it's just you know we all we see all too often about how how power corrupts individuals and they get a little power. But it's just ultimately getting that right person in place in the first place and really looking at that candidate's heart and taking a look at really what they believe in. So they won't be corrupted because, unfortunately, we've seen that throughout throughout history, that how power corrupts individuals. And so part of it's, you know, so it is, it is tough. I, I wouldn't be opposed to various reforms to that, but then you're relying upon the legislature to do that. So. That might be here in Utah in the form of an initiative or something like that, but uh, it is very tough. But it comes down to, you know, we just we have to hire, we have to elect the right individuals, and it's when you need to take a look at a lot of their voting records and recognize that most of these people don't vote with the Constitution, so it's kind of to find someone else. Now, the final kind of issue here, Don, is I look at some of the bills they pass, such as this you know, transgender bill or whatever else kind of thing where you can participate in sports and whatever as a male and participate in, you know, female events and everything. I look at that and I go, you know what? These people don't even have a brain. These people are so brain dead drinking the Kool-Aid of this perverted, dishonest, immoral idea that's against science. How can they vote for such a thing? But it was like 52 to 16 uh, in the House. What are these people thinking, Don? Well, you know why? Because we want to be loved. That's one of the problems we have here in Utah is we don't really have principles. We have we want to be seen as nice. We want to be seen as kind. We want to see, you know, we want to be seen as we're welcoming everyone. 
And the problem he comes with a bill like that is, you know, last year they had they actually passed the ban in the in the House. They go to the Senate because the head of the Utah Jazz and them came in and lobbied against it because like, how is this going to look for the rest of the world? You know, so we, we, we all too often we, we, we worry about what the world's going to think about us instead of just doing the right thing and the thing that makes common sense to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's how we do it. Now, Grassroots is not only an organization to follow the bills, but you help people get in touch and get involved in meaningful ways. Quickly speak to that before we let you fly, will you? Yeah, if, if anyone wants to get involved in all that, um, I'm happy to I'll give, if I can give out my email, dongeiman at gmail.com. Um, you can, you can, I'm happy to reach out and ask if you want to be involved. I'm happy to help you get in contact with your legislator and help you to help, help to give you some ideas of how you can get have you can have a greater voice in politics i'm happy to help all right ladies and gentlemen there he goes don diamond thank you so much for your time sir thank you utahgrassroots.org is the organization and i know this is a nationally syndicated show where most of our listeners aren't even in the state of utah but you know what it's the state that i'm in and i believe oftentimes by focusing on one state how it works who's involved what they're doing you really can get a handle on what ought to be happening in your state. Or if things are happening in your state, wonderful. Let me know and we can cover what's going on in your state because maybe it ought to be happening in our state. And we've got to find mechanisms. We've got to find productive, peaceful ways for we the people to be involved, not to be disenfranchised, not to be discouraged, not to think the fat lady sung, but rather to say, you know what, I'm only one, but I will do what I can do. And if I work with another, that becomes two, and over time it becomes the few, and pretty soon, by our greater numbers, do we have success. And that's what I really believe is the whole takeaway from this interview with Don Guyman doing a great job, chairman of Grassroots, utahgrassroots.org, doing a phenomenal job. Thank you so much for being with us. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up, Brighty on TV. We're going to have an incredible guest with Sam Bushman and Sheriff Richard Mack. You got to watch TV to find out how's that. Brighty on TV. That's brighteon.tv. Check it out. We simulcast it with the radio show as well. So, live TV and radio simulcast in seconds. The Sheriff Mack Show and Liberty Roundtable Live team up for award winning broadcasting every week. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. I am Sam Bushman. Our website's libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor, donate liberally, and more. We declare, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. Get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right, will you? Hey, thanks. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe, and morally deformed. They will attack you. They will slander you. They will seek to destroy your career and your family. They will seek to destroy everything about you, including your reputation. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals. Remember that, they're criminals. I'm going to open up our libel laws so when they write purposely negative and horrible and false articles, we can sue them and win lots of money. We're going to open up those libel laws. 
I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character, where educating both hearts and minds brings about academic excellence. There is a school in American Fork where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. Based on LDS principles and a love of country, now in our 39th year, American Heritage School is accepting fall enrollment for kindergarten through high school. What would you do for your child? Give them an education that will prepare them for life. Located east of the temple in American Fork, American Heritage School is a remarkable and affordable alternative Visit us, find us online, or in the yellow pages. American Heritage School in American Fork. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. On GMO vitamin C. We then subjected to rigorous laboratory testing in our own food science lab checking for heavy metals, glyphosate, as well as microbiological contamination. Only after it passes our tests do we encapsulate it and package it for our audience. You can find it at brighteonstore.com. It's not the cheapest vitamin C on the market, but it is by far the most rigorously tested and honestly sourced vitamin C available anywhere in the world. Support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at brighteonstore.com.
office. Uh, we're going to bring in Sam and, and Coach Dave. That's our special guest today. We're going to start every show from now on with a quote from the Supreme Court decision, the only time that sheriffs sued the federal government, the Clinton administration, no less, and won at the United States Supreme Court. This is the supreme law of the land because it was a reinforcement of the Constitution, not political dogma or political parties or political agendas like the Supreme Court does all the time. Folks, Justice Scalia wrote this decision and he quoted the Federalist Papers. And this is one of my favorite quotes from this most amazing, miraculous, most powerful Tenth Amendment decision in the history of America. And it goes like this, quote, hence. A double security arises to the rights of the people. The different governments will control each other at the same time that each will be controlled by itself, end quote. We love that. We uh, have learned a lot from it. And we're going right now, folks, to the amazing Sam Bushman. Sam, welcome to the Sheriff Mac Show. And thanks for being with me as my co-host on this amazing, beautiful morning. Delighted to be here. It's always a good day when we're above ground and we can speak for the sacred cause of liberty as we always do on your TV and on your radio. We have Coach mm -hmm. Dave Dobbenmeyer with us. He's known for Pass the Salt Ministries. CoachDaveLive.com is his website. Uh, he was a coach for what, 35 years, Dave? Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me, Sam. And I got, uh, I got unceremoniously dragged into the battle back in 1997 when I was sued by the ACLU for praying with our football team. By the way, Sheriff, greatest thing that ever happened to me was being shaken out of my complacency, the the job of being a high school football coach, into the real battle, the battle for the Lord, for truth, justice, and the American way. So I'm honored to be here with you guys today. Amen. All right, man. We, we got. We, I just want to tell everybody we met uh, Dave and I, or Coach Dave and I met about three years ago at a uh, amazing conference that we had with leaders in the Patriot Movement all over. We met in Houston, Texas, and that's where we became friends. Isn't that correct? Amen. That is, Sheriff. And, uh, you know, I've had a lot of fruit come out of that meeting, although, you know, it's amazing because we want, we're like the McDonald's generation, right? We want an explosion right away. We want to drive in, order it, and have it show up. Well, my years of being right. a high school football coach told me that's not the way it works, brother. There's a lot of plowing. There's a lot of planning. There's a lot of watering. And uh, I'm really, really excited because I'm one of the few guys who uh, who thinks we're winning. I think we're winning right now, Sheriff. And uh, it's through the efforts of guys like you have been plowing hard and Sam and all the things that everybody's been doing. The last thing we can do is keep our eyes focused on the scoreboard because the scoreboard's temporary, right? That clock's running all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, points are going up on the board all the time. Don't worry about the scoreboard until <laughs> the game's over. And I think momentum's on our side. Amen to and that. don't fall asleep, ladies and gentlemen, so they score on the other end when you ain't looking neither. All right, right, so Dave Taubenmeyer right. wrote an incredible column, ladies and gentlemen, that I want to dig into. And when you first hear it, you're going to freak. You're going to go, whoa, hold on now, Dave. But when you really read and understand what he's saying, this makes sense. Here's the headline. Hang them high, February 17th, 2022. And so then at the end of his article, he has a message to the FBI and the Secret Service. And he says this. I'm not planning any vigilante justice. I make no threats to Hillary and her cohorts. I am simply asking 
that you, meaning the FBI, all government officials, that you followed your oath, Sheriff, and protect us from all enemies, especially the domestic ones, which means government, right? I believe in the rule of law. I believe in honest, God-ordained government. So he's defending government as well. The act of treason, ladies and gentlemen, is punishable by death. I simply call for justice. Hang them high. Do it publicly without masks. Amen to that, <laughs> Coach Dave. And I want to talk about this, Sheriff, because when you hear words like that, at first you say, man, Dave's running off the rails. Dave's calling for blood. Dave's, no, no, no. What Dave's doing is highlighting the real, in my my understanding, the real criminal act of treason. And the fact is we've got leaders, at least so-called, uh, you've got elites is what I would call them. You've got deep state swamp monsters, if you will, that literally think they're above the law, but they've committed treason. So let's go to Dave first, and then we'll go to the good sheriff to say, you know, bold statements. But when you put it in the perspective that you've done, the statements make complete sense, not only based on what needs to be done, but based on the rule of law and based on their oaths of office, Coach Dave. Yeah, well, the, what the point of the, the matter is, listen, they are above the law because we think they're above the law. That's, that's really the problem, right? And yeah. we, we forget that those people, they work for us. They are elected representatives who, in fact, work for us. We are their employers. Now, I don't know. It's like sort of like a uh, I don't know what it's like in your house. But uh, when, when I had my own children in the house, we were raising them. It was a constant battle over who was going to be in control of the house. Were they going to rule the house or were the parents going to rule the house? And what's happened is we've created this wonderful nation with as a representative government. And then with the parents, uh, uh, they've taken the, the children have taken over and the parents, the ones who birthed it, we the people. Uh, Sheriff, there's no redress of grievances anymore. There's nobody to turn to to try to make this mess right because they think they're above the law, and sadly, so do we. Sheriff? Well, regrettably, that's true, and it just boils down uh, to what uh, Coach Dave alluded to, and that is, uh, are we going to uh, just follow orders uh, like the Nuremberg officers claimed that they were when they did the Holocaust, uh, we're just following orders. You can't blame us. Uh, and every peace officer in this country should exercise his moral authority to keep his own oath of office. This is the question. Are we going to have a nation's police that simply follow orders? Like I'm going to call, I'm going to call a spade a spade here. Like these idiot cops who go to school board meetings and arrest parents simply for expressing their views. And there was another one last night where uh, a mother is expressing her views in Virginia about the hypocrites that follow a Democrat governor before Yunkin was elected. And they were bringing this out. Why did you follow the last governor and you're not following the one now that has rescinded the mass? And then the lady on this school board is yelling for a cop to come and get her out. And I mm -hmm. saw the clip. She was not doing anything wrong. She was just expressing her view. And so she's calling for a cop. And, of course, the cops are going to do it. And we had in Chandler, Arizona, where uh, a cop arrests a man in the parking lot. 
for uh, speaking out. And, and he was talking loud, yes, but uh, the meeting inside was not disturbed one iota. And he was just telling the truth and he was trying to make sure everybody heard. He was just uh, uh, expressing his views. And you are absolutely correct. We teach at the CSPOA that there is one place to turn now. There's only one place left, and that's your county sheriff. And if you can't get him on board, then you need to have him replaced. If he refuses to keep his oath of office, then you need to get him replaced. But the sheriffs are on fire now. We are working our tails off to make this happen. This is the solution. We the people with the sheriffs. Uh, and we do, as Dave, um, as Coach Dave mentioned, and that is we bring these crooks in government to justice, and it can happen. So now, the listen, Dave. Rights, the, 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 I'm sorry. The First Amendment says, or the Declaration of Independence says, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted amongst men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Sheriff Mack. The police don't work for the government. They work for the people. The job of the police officers are to protect Amen. the people from overreaching government. We have it exactly backwards. Yeah, we do. And and uh, it's kind of like Thomas Paine, and Sam can vouch for this, because I teach this in my seminar, that we teach what um, Thomas Paine taught us about that. And, and in it, he said, Britain with its army to enforce her tyranny. Well, I asked the police officers of today, are you the enforcers of the government tyranny today? Or are you the servants of the people? And so we, we're right on the same page with that, Coach Dave, and thank you uh, for that, because it's brought us back to our home, and our home on this is the sheriffs and peace officers of this country must keep their oath of office must stand for liberty, and must do exactly what you just said. I quote that all the time, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. Your job is to protect my liberty from conception to death. That is what your job is, and, and that we're never trained in that. And so well, now so we're doing this training, and we're, we're getting it nationwide now. Sam, I don't want to you, but Okay, I want to say this before I forget. Go ahead. ahead. Well, (laughs) my favorite movie of all time is Cool Hand Luke. And I don't know if you guys, if you haven't seen it, go out and see Cool Hand Uh, Luke. There's a great great scene in that movie where they're putting Luke in the Wait, 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 wait. Is it when he puts him in the cooler? Putting him in the cooler. And and the guy, as he's putting him in the cooler, he says, sorry, Luke, just doing my job. And the greatest line of all of movies is Clint Eastwood. I'm sorry, uh, Paul Newman says, Paul Newman. calling it your job, don't make it right. And that's where we are, isn't it, Sheriff? Sam, isn't that where we are? People yep. calling it their job, just doing my job. Well, brother, that don't make yep. it right. <laughs> it, it is where we are. And what I wanted to ask Dave, though, is this hang em high term sounds vigilante. It sounds extreme. But what is the punishment for treason, according to the law? Well, Sheriff, you want to take that one on? Yeah, it is. Tre- it is a <clears throat> capital punishment. It's not. It's not that we have to use it every time, uh, but I believe it is. I believe it is uh, a legitimate uh, punishment that those who have committed treason against the American people 
we didn't establish capital punishment. Um, I'm all for that there's at least some sort of punishment for these people who have destroyed our Constitution and who are right now destroying America. And the bottom line is this. Whether you say hang them high or just as Coach Dave alluded to, where's <clears throat> where's the justice with these politicians who continuously commit crime after crime after crime after crime? And the Clintons have gotten away, and that's a great example. The Clintons have got away with murder. Uh, Vince Foster did not commit suicide. Uh, and many, many others. Uh, and the criminal activity that they've done in raising money for the Clinton Foundation and the way they've spent that money and who they got this money from and on and on with all the politicians in Washington, D.C. of the ubiquitous and utter corruption in Washington, D.C. that have brought us to the point of we're now culpable. The United States government is now culpable for increasing uh, drug proliferation in America, especially fentanyl and fentanyl overdoses and deaths, and the uh, horrible chaos going on our, at our border where literally the cartels are now in charge of the border, and uh, the proliferation of human trafficking and sexual exploitation of children has increased exponentially at the border, and you can lay all of that down at the uh, Biden uh, dictatorship that is now going on in America, and we have a culpable media that go right along with it because they are supporting it, and I've said this over and over, if you have the media, especially the majority of the media, supporting you, you can get away with anything in Washington, D.C., and that's what's happening. You know, sir, what's the penalty for treason? Well, I got it right here, actually. I pulled it up on my computer. <laughs> pardon that I don't look at the screen. Uh, treason now, this is, is important for people as, to understand. Yeah, treason is defined. Whoever owing allegiance to the United States levies war against them or adheres to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort within the United States or elsewhere is guilty of treason and shall suffer death. Sheriff, I'm just asking that they enforce the law. Now, let me let me take you on a journey here real quick. Back in 2016, I went to Hillary Clinton's house, 15 Old House Lane in Chappaqua, New York, and did exactly what, nice, nice, uh, nice what, what I'm talking about here, that. right? That I went that I went to the police and I asked the police to enforce the law. If you remember, Sheriff, if you remember, Sam, that was right after James Comey had told us that Hillary had committed at least four felonies. He admitted that she had committed four felonies. And he said no reasonable prosecutor would indict her. You all remember? <coughs> there's no, there's yeah, no we are. She did it. She did it. They told us they did it. And then what do we see just in the last two weeks? Well, just in the last two weeks, we find out that she spied on a sitting president of the United States. Now, not only did she spy on the sitting president, but she did it before, during the election and after he took office. Sam, would that be treason? Sheriff, would that be treason? I think, what if Putin had done that? What if Putin had done that? Well, Hillary did. (laughs) Law says what? She shall suffer death. Come on. But see, we're too soft, aren't we? We're too soft. So in other words, when the founders, when they wrote this, this, they understood the importance of death penalty as a deterrent. And they did it back in colonial days publicly, did they not? And so when you saw somebody got 
Remember where they used to put them in the stocks and throw tomatoes at them and the public humiliation? They did that so that nobody else would try to pull that off, right? Well, hey, folks, it seems barbaric. Maybe it's time that we return to some of these barbaric things that uh, gave us a good foundation upon which this nation was built. Right. Yeah, I'm all for prosecution. I'm all for the juries being able to decide that. And we, the people, are the ultimate say in any court case. And that's fine with me. I trust the American people to make the right decision there. But what the thing of it is, we never bring them to justice. We don't even investigate. In fact, Comey said, I did this wonderful investigation. It's very thorough, but we're not going to prosecute anybody. Well, then why did you do the investigation? We don't need an investigation if you're not going to turn it over to a DA. And it's not your choice to say nobody's going to prosecute it. Turn it over to the prosecutor. Kobe, the Bible tells Kobe, us they want, to just, they want to just pacify you is the deal, Dave. Yeah, but the Bible tells us this, that the Lord loves justice and mercy. Folks, listen, there can be no mercy before judgment. In fact, the Bible says that mercy follows judgment. So in other words, Sheriff, when you were back doing your sheriffing days and you went out and you had to arrest people, you could not let them off. You could not give them amnesty for their crime until they were found guilty of their crime. When they were found guilty, then you could decide what type of sentence you were going to pronounce. We won't, we are giving mercy before we have justice. We need justice in America today, right? We can argue then about the death penalty, 10,000, uh, 10 years in jail or the fine. We can argue about all that. But in order for right. America to get back on the right path, we need to have justice before mercy. And in America today, we're giving mercy without justice. That ain't going to work, brothers. That ain't going to work. No, it will never work. And the eternal principles of justice are what our Constitution is founded upon. And we need to get back to that. And and I think I think it's fine saying hang them high as a slogan of saying, Let's go after them and let's provide justice and the correct remedy and the correct charge and the correct court cases against these people who have and are destroying America. Well, and ladies and gentlemen, the real key here is to build trust for the American people within the system. The problem is when you have deep state thugs literally running around above the law, like Barack Hussein Obama and like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton and these different people, Bill Clinton literally, uh, you know, serious allegations of rape and the Me Too movement remains quiet. And we go on and on. At some point, Dave Dobbenmeyer, what you have is an erosion of trust to the point where people can't trust their government anymore. And if this continues, what it's going to do is spill into outright revolution. So what we're calling for by accountability was the founding father's way to say, let's keep trust in the system. Let's when things go off the rails, let's keep a handle on this in a meaningful way so that worse things over time don't happen. Coach so in the declaration in the Declaration of Independence, we were told by the guys who wrote the thing that when government I'm, I'm paraphrasing, right? That when government oversteps their bounds, it is the duty and it is the right of the people to throw off such Real government. Point. 
Folks, this is, this is so clear, right? That we have a moral duty. We have a Christian moral obligation to throw off tyrannical government. Now we could go back, trace this back a long way, but back about 1947 in the Everson versus Board of Education. I'm sorry. Yeah. The Everson versus Board of Education when they told us that there was a separation between the church and state from that point on, it was open season on morality. And we think that that meant that there's a separation between the morality and government, and it's not. Can two walk together lest they agree? And so we no longer have a common system of right and wrong. That's why we're in the mess that we're in. We have got to do something to try to restore the Psalm 11.3 says, if the foundations be destroyed, which they have been, what can the righteous do? Well, Sheriff, Sam? We got to step to the plate, don't we, brother? We're in the middle of a war and we're going to have to step in and re-engage in this war for the for the future of our children and our grandchildren. We we must throw off such corruption. We have to. It's our duty. Yep. Not only our right, it our is duty. Our duty and our right. Duty and our right. Well, that's so one of my favorite getting, quotes. Getting accountability for Hillary is, I think, absolutely important. And that's the focus of this article hang them high but it reminds me of dr fauci uh as well it really does dr dave or uh, i should say coach dave uh, and i'll tell you why the center for disease control and prevention cdc literally said that certain coronavirus vaccine data even though it's been uh made available it has not been published yet because it could potentially lead to disinformation Okay, they literally have now studies. They literally have studies that they don't want to release the details of because, you know, Dave and Sam and Richard, you're going to intentionally pervert it. So we're not even going to put it in your hands. We're just going to tell you like the days of old about the Bible. You don't need to read the Bible. I'll tell you what it says, Dave. We'll come back on that note. This is indeed the Sheriff Mac Show on Brideon.tv. Island coins and precious metals. Mike Adams of naturalnews.com says 2020 has shown us that we must prepare for the unexpected. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your fiscal security during the coming financial pandemic. Shipments of real gold and silver are delivered safely, discreetly, and securely right to your door. You can also hold precious metals in your IRA. This allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit brighteonmetals.com today. The Brighteon Store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code BTV at checkout for additional savings. At the Brighton store, we offer a variety of colloidal silver solutions that we make in Texas. 
using Texas rainwater and specialized circuitry that I personally designed to produce silver ions in purified rainwater. We have a colloidal silver extra strength spray, a silver-based first aid gel, as well as a colloidal silver herbal mouthwash solution that people just rave about. Each one of these is subjected to our rigorous laboratory testing for metals, glyphosate, and microbiology in order to ensure product purity and safety for your health. We manufacture our own silver products right in the heart of Texas and deliver them to you using our own warehousing and fulfillment infrastructure that we built to serve real America. All of us here at Brighteon, thank you for your support. Shop our silver products at brighteonstore.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sheriff Back Show. I am Sam Bushman, Operations Director, Vice President of Operations for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Become a lifetime member today as I am. One of the great solutions in America is the county sheriff backed by we the people. The county sheriff, America's last hope, highlights it very well. It's one of Sheriff Mack's books, available at CSPOA.org. So, Dr. Uh, Sam, I got to interrupt you. Yes, sir. Wait, Sam, I got to interrupt. I I want, I I don't know if we did this enough. I know everybody knows that you're, that you were a coach. You're not a coach anymore. What are you now? I mean, you coached for what, 35 years? Yeah, I was a high school football coach for 35 years. Pretty, pretty good one. Got sued by the ACLU in 1997 for praying with our team. I went through a two-year battle with the ACLU. And in 1999 was my last season of coaching. We went undefeated. I walked away and I started past assault ministry. You see it on my shirt here. And, and I've been, Sheriff, I've been, uh, I've been working. Now, what, wait, wait, what do you call years. your ministry? What do you call it? Pass the salt. Pass the salt. Matthew chapter salt. five. Matthew chapter five, verse 13 says, we're the salt of the earth. The salt loses its savor. It's good for nothing. All the problems we see have happened to us because Christians Christians quit being Christians. We quit being the salt of the earth. And so I I now do full time this kind of stuff, trying to wake up Christians. We're active out on the streets. We went to, well, I could go on and on, but uh, the battle is raging. Do you have your own church or do you have, do you conduct church service every Sunday and all that? I do it. No, I don't. I don't, but I do, I do a show every morning, uh, Sheriff at 7 a.m. Eastern, uh, Eastern standard time. I've got thousands of people across America. We do a Bible study and talk about the culture and our Christian responsibility. So I'm a coach. I'm not a pastor. I'm not right now. I I, I wear the hat of a pastor, but I'm, I'm a coach, right? Come on, man. Listen, you know why, you know why, uh, uh, Sheriff, a coach can get away with some things that a pastor can't get away with. We expect our pastors to come around and rub our back and tell us how brave we are. We don't expect coaches to do that, do we? So I get away yeah. with that. And, and and I'm a motivational guy, and I try to get people to rise up and be all this. I try to get those sheriffs to, on it, will you do your duty? Do you have any idea? Hey, Sheriff, let me tell you this. I'm sorry, Sam. I got to get this out of me. We, we went to Bill Barr's house, uh, Sheriff. I took 160 people to uh, Bill Barr when he's still Attorney General of the United States. And we called him out and he actually came out of his house and he came out and he met with me, talked to him. And I told him how much America was counting on him to do the right thing. 
that there were millions of us who de- demanded justice and it was his job and God had placed him in that position and we needed him to step up and do the right thing. And that millions of people were, were praying for him and he let us pray for him. But you know what happened, Sheriff? About it didn't uh, take. weeks later, a month later it didn't he, take. He, he, he resigned about four weeks later, he resigned. And I believe it was the conviction yeah. of the Holy Spirit on him, brother. Huh? So listen, if, if our, if our law enforcement officers won't uphold the law, not, now listen, not defend yeah. the government, but uphold the law. You look at what's going on in, in Canada. Can you believe that those police officers are going out there and arresting those peaceful truck drivers? See, here's our problem and I'll shut up. The truck drivers yeah. are doing what our pastors ought to be doing. That's the problem. Amen. The truck drivers are doing what our pastors ought to be doing. So that's what I do. I go around and I encourage people. I help them get into the game. I organize them. I give them that halftime talk that, that they need to have. And uh, I believe, like I said earlier, we're winning, brothers. We are winning more than we even understand. <laughs> well, what we need to realize is when it comes to Anthony Fauci, uh, and these people, you know, hey, the same idea about Hillary Clinton needs to happen. Literally, um, you know, Rand Paul's caught Fauci literally in Senate hearings lying and saying that, hey, you know what? They didn't fund this research to take this to a bioweapon or gain a function research or whatever. And he literally got caught doing it. Evidence shows he did it. That is treason at the highest order. Ladies and gentlemen, message to the FBI and the Secret Service. You need to take care of that one, too. Now the CDC literally says that, hey, you know what? Certain coronavirus vaccine data has not been published yet because it can lead to misinformation. You won't deal with it properly. Therefore, they got to withhold it from you. This is treasonous, Dave. It, it is, as I, Sheriff. I hate to dominate your show here. I just got to get some of this stuff. No, that's the reason you're on, Dave. That's the okay, reason you're okay, here. Brother. Okay, thank you. Because in the same article that I wrote, I'm good at hiking the football and passing it off, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) All right. Miss prison of treason. Miss prison of treason, folks. That's also a violation of the law. And it says basically anyone who has knowledge of the commission of any treason against them and conceals and does not report it, they are guilty of miss prison of treason. Let me ask you something. What did Comey know? What did Clapper know? What did Biden know? What did Obama know? What did Pelosi know? What did Paul Ryan know? What did Bill Barr know? There are so many people who are complicit in these crimes. And what? We're looking the other way. We're looking the other We won't do any, anything about it. And that's why I'm saying if we don't get justice from those, Sheriff, you know this as a man of the law, if you don't obey the law, the law crumbles. If you're the sheriff and you're yeah. not, and, and you, you mean to tell me, Sheriff, that you're giving sweetheart deals to guys behind the, back, out in the back alley. They're giving you $50 to look the other way. That is the very corruption of justice. Sheriff, that stuff's happening. But it's happening because how? Because the federal government is funding local police officers. And so local police officers aren't going to bite the hand that feeds them. Isn't that the way the game is played, Sheriff? And isn't it time we woke up and understood exactly what's going on and understand that our only hope is that those men locally will stand up and do the right thing because if they don't then our goose is cooked amen to all of that coach dave thank you thank you thank you thank you for the work you're doing and yes brother i totally agree with you past assault amen sam ladies and gentlemen uh past assault is his ministry 
CoachDaveLive.com really highlights what he's doing. If you go there, you can see what he's doing. He's writing articles. He's going to people's houses and politely but uh, appropriately confronting them uh, with accountability and action. Uh, He really took um, action uh, in some of the natural disasters and catastrophes we had across the country, bringing aid and comfort and love and Christian ministry to the people that were suffering there. Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer has been doing a great job, not only as a coach, uh, for football for 35 years, but also past the salt ministry is doing a great job. So hang them high is the article, but his second article that he recently released is called why do good men do nothing? And that's mm. really, in my opinion, at the root of the problem, coach Dave. It is, it is the root of the problem. But again, uh, uh, sheriff and Sam, I, I point the finger directly at the pulpits. That gets me in a lot of trouble, you know, Nobody's supposed to criticize the pulpits, but the the pulpits have produced the type of Christianity that we see in America today. Everything that's going on is being done today with the approval of the pulpits. That's why I made the the comment earlier that uh, the truck drivers get it more than the average pastor gets it, right? So one of the things that you're really saying, what you're really saying is we need to bring back the black robe regiment, sir. We, We do. And Sam, that's what... That's what we try to do at, at Coach Dave Live. And uh, as again, we, I do a show every morning. We are raising up an army of God-fearing people all across America who will show up. For instance, when Pastor Tony Spell was uh, recently charged, I guess it's been six months ago now, he was charged with holding church. Governor John Bell Edwards in, in Louisiana arrested Tony Spell for having church, well, we took about 150 people down from all over America. We showed up outside the courtroom and we prayed outside the courtroom and we prophesied outside the courtroom and we went and stood in defense of our brother who was under attack, right? And we believe that a lot of things are going on because those of us who should be on in the army of God, now that word makes people nervous, right? But the devil has a team, God has a team and God's team is not engaging in this battle. That's what we try to do at Coach Dave Live on our morning show. Encourage people, strengthen people, call them to action. And uh, believe it or not, we're, we're having some impact. We went to Joe Biden's house. We went to Obama's house. We went to, uh, as I said, Hillary Clinton's house. We went to Bill Barr's house. Why? Because folks, listen to me. They work for us. We don't work for them. We've got the whole thing backwards. I got to share this, Sheriff Sam. I'm sorry again. Uh, When I went to Hillary Clinton's, when I went to Hillary Clinton's, uh, I went by myself the first time. I've been back there three different times. Took 150 people with me the the last time that we went. That's back in 2016, 2017. But I pulled up at 15 Old House Lane in, in Chappaqua, New York. And I have to tell you, I was about ready to wet my pants. I was scared. That's where Bill and Hillary Clinton live. And I pulled up in my car and threw open the doors and got out. And, of course, immediately the security guys come. And uh, uh, one of the guys came up, asked for my ID, and I gave him my ID. And he said, uh, why are you here? And I said, well, sir, I've, came to, I've come to uh, check on one of my employees. And he just looked at me. <laughs> That's he said, good. what? I said, sir. He said, sir, former president of the United States lives here. I said, I know, sir. And his wife's a felon. Why won't you guys do something about that? And you know what, Sheriff? The entire mood changed. Do you know why? They knew she was a felon. Because I believe somewhere deep in the heart of good police officers, they get tired of swallowing things that they shouldn't have to swallow. You know what I'm saying, Sheriff? They get tired of looking the other way 
right? Arresting yep. this guy and not arresting that guy. When I made that point to them, I knew that that was a dart right to the heart, that they understood exactly what I'm saying. So we have to get back to the idea that those people do in fact work for us. They're not some royalty. They're not some king and some queen. They are in fact public servants and we demand, we need to demand that they act like that. Now, Sheriff Mack, he mentions to all, going to all these different places into these people's houses to make a difference. And he mentions having, you know, 150, 200 people with him. And I'm grateful for those patriots who stand tall for the sacred cause of liberty, no doubt. But what if we said he had 15,000 or 1,500 or 150,000 patriotic, peaceful Americans that said, look, we're not going to take it anymore. We are going to create accountability. We are going to get involved. We realize that evil prospers when good men do nothing. We're going to, why do good men do nothing is the title of his article. And I'm telling you, what if we had 1,500 or 15,000 or 150,000 or 1.5 million people peacefully saying, look, you know what? Donald said, lock her up. He was right. We need to have due process for Hillary and prosecute her to the fullest extent of the law for treason. So Sam, we did that on January 6th. On January 6th, I went to, I was, I took 150 people, FBI listening, I assume, took 150 people to uh, Washington, D.C. That was that peaceful demonstration we we saw. And what happened? It was infiltrated to cause violence so that they could call us violent insurrectionists, which was not at all what happened, Sheriff. And it gave them the it gave them the narrative that they needed to use to get us exactly where we are today. So I tell all of my friends, I'm not going back to Washington, D.C. All politics are local. I'm going to go to my mayor's house. I'm going to go to the school superintendent's house. I'm going to go to the president of the school board because that's where we can begin to make our feelings truly known, where we can get a response. Yes. Hey, I'm going to go visit my local sheriff. That's what I'm going to do. But we need 150 to, to be 15... We need 150 to be 1,500, though, when you go. But it could work, couldn't it, Sam? A hundred, Sheriff, yes. 150 people outside your office would make a difference, wouldn't it? Would 1,500, would 500? So I tell people this. There's not an abortion clinic in America that would remain open if the church decided they were just going to go stand outside that church and pray every day. 1,500 people, not an abortion clinic in America, would be able to stay open. They just wouldn't be able to. But we don't do that. Why? Sam, that's why I said... We're in the mess we're in because good men are doing nothing. There are so many of these battles that we could win if we would simply engage them. Yeah. There you have it. This is serious business, Sheriff. Well, it is. And and I've asked the same question, Dave. When are we as churches and Christians going to stop sending money to Washington, D.C.? And and stop being afraid of this beast there. Look, I'm not going to do it alone either. But I think that that we should unite until they stop funding Planned Parenthood and stop funding all this corruption, that we stop sending them money. Why do we continue to pay for our own demise? And and that one just drives me crazy. I shared it on my show today. George Barner just came out with a recent statistics. I don't know if you've seen it. 69% of Americans identify as Christians. Seven in 10, Sam. Now, are they really Christians to the depth of what we understand Christianity to be? That could, that's, that's debatable. But 70% of Americans are on our side. Can somebody tell me why the devil's team is running everything? 
How did we ever get in this mess where Jesus has become criminalized? Because, Sheriff, you do see it. Sam, you certainly do see it. I, this gets me in trouble, but I just I got to call him the way I see him, that the, that the yeah. most discriminated person in America today is the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. If we, if you can't see that that's where the discrimination is coming for a reason and that they're trying to intimidate us to make sure that we don't ever come back to DC. See, they don't care if you're BLM and you go burn down Oregon, you go burn down Minnesota. They don't care about that, but don't you dare show up back here in, in Washington DC because we're in charge here, right? So I'm smart enough. And I ain't don't gonna do you that dare. Anymore. And don't you dare peacefully start praying either. Don't you Amen. dare peacefully demand accountability. Don't you dare do those things because they might actually work. It reminds me of in the old days how the Ten Commandments, they took it down off the government school wall and people said, well, why is that yeah. not up? They're like, well, if people see it, they might think about it. If they think about it, they might decide to obey it. We can't have that. No, we can't have that. Now, listen, I'm going to say this publicly, okay? Sheriff Mack, you're coming to Ohio. I'm going to, I don't know when it's going to be. I'm going to get to work on it. We're going to get you out here. Friends, I think this is really important what Sheriff Mack is doing that law enforcement begin to understand what their real role is. But I'm going to tell you, friends, it will not change until the individual citizen realizes what the job of the sheriff is as well. Once we train the individual that that sheriff is supposed to be protecting them against the government, once people get that, then the local pressure will come and that sheriff will begin to obey the law. And by the way, the oath that he swore to take, right, against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So, Sheriff, I'm announcing publicly, Sheriff Max coming to Ohio. We'll just have to work on the date when we're going to get you out here. All right, let's do it. I, I, I'd be proud there. Just like I've been proud to be on your uh, radio show uh, a couple of times. Yes. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for being part of this holy cause of liberty. And I, I really appreciate what you stand for. We absolutely need the Black Ro Regiment back. Uh, I am really fed up to hear uh, with uh, churches who don't have leaders that stand for freedom, who don't stand for uh, the Bible and the principles of justice, the eternal principles of justice that uh, the gospel is based on. So we have tr we've yeah. traded the black robed regiment for the pink robed regiment. That, that's that's where we are. And until we awaken the church and get that. the pastors to reengage, until we get the pastors to reengage, we're not going to folks. Seventy percent, seventy percent of people claim to fear God, Jesus Christ. They claim to, right? We way outnumber them. It's an unbelievable majority. But we're going to have to understand that it's a war and we're going to have to engage the battle, figuratively speaking, right? Hopefully it never comes to guns and bullets, but it has in the past. But we know this, that our weapons of our warfare aren't carnal. It's a spiritual battle, but it's playing out here in the natural realm. Well, amen to that. And thank you. Uh, thank you again for the work you're doing. I think that's probably one of the most unique ministries I've ever heard of. The football coach uh, promoting... Uh, past the salt uh, ministry. So uh, I, well, Sheriff, I think you're a listen, unique voice. Sheriff, I'm going Wait, to volunteer. 
I'm going to volunteer to come out to New uh, to to uh, Las Vegas and bark at those sheriffs. If you could give me 15 minutes, it'd be an honor to get out there and bark at them from an old coach's perspective. Say, boys, here's your job. Will you, will you do your daggone job? Plow your row. Would you Would you do it? America's counting on us. They need to hear that, sheriff. Yes, absolutely. Well, plan on it. Uh, and, and, and then, and then first you need to help us raise the 5 million that we need to run this thing, but, uh, <laughs> get all your big donors to start going to cspoa.org and, and let's, let's, uh, let's pray to God that we can save money. Sheriff, just tell them to print you a little bit, right? Just call Washington and print us up 5 mil, man. Right? Yeah. BLM, we, they're getting billions if, of dollars, right? Come on. Before the end of the hour, gentlemen, I do want you to genuinely answer this question. We'll go with the sheriff first, and then that way uh, Dave can have the last word. Why do good men do nothing? It's an honest, open, legitimate question. Because once we can understand the why, we can make the change. Sheriff, go. One is ignorance. Uh, they don't yes. know and understand uh, the law or the Bible, uh, and they fear man more than they fear God. Uh, and so fear and cowardice is all part of this. Uh, they're excuse makers. Oh, I don't, I don't want to ruffle feathers. I, you know, I want to make sure I keep my retirement. I want to make sure I win my next election. Instead of just focusing on duty and righteousness, they focus on money and fear and excuses. And, and so, yeah, I, I, that's, that's my take on it, Dave. I'd love to hear yours. Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. They don't know. Ignorance. They really, yeah. you know, that's right. They, they really truly believe that there's a separation between the church and state. They really do oh, believe good. that the federal government is supposed to rule over the, they really do believe that. And folks, let me tell you something else. The pastors are just as complicit the pastors have been taught what? Uh, they teach the people in the church that religion and politics don't mix. Don't mix the sacred and the secular. In other words, stay out of politics, let the devil's team run politics, and then we'll all live under the rule of the devil. So there's, it's fear, it's, it's ignorance, and pe- pe- a sheriff, it's lack of coordination. I just was at a big thing, uh, uh, uh Clay Clark does these Awake America tours, and I was in one yeah. in Canton. Ohio, 3,000 people there. But Sheriff, we come out of there, there's no organization. We got a team together for a huddle, but nobody called a play. We have to begin to purposely look at where we are and figure out how we're going to run these plays that the Lord has given us. And I'm I want you to know, uh, I want you to know on September 30th, we're going to devise those plays. We're going to devise the plan. And and yes, I hope you're going to be there. And, and we are praying to God that we can raise uh, the talents that we need, the alms that we need to, for that great event. God bless you all, Amen. ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, thank you, Coach Dave. We'll have you back, my friend. CSPOA.org. Become a member today. Keep an eye on the web pages for our incredible event coming up. Uh, what is it? October, September. Yeah, October 30th, September 1st. We're going to do it. No, September 30th. September 30th, October 1st. There you go. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Final segments of Liberty Roundtable Live. Uh, we talked with uh, Dave Dobenmeyer, Coach Dave, doing a phenomenal job. Past the Salt Ministries, CoachDaveLive.com, his website. And we talked about his two incredible articles, Hang Them High, February 17th, 2022. And at first you look at that and you go, wow, that's vigilante stuff. No. Message to the FBI and the Secret Service, Dave says. I'm not planning any vigilante justice. I make no threats to Hillary and her cohorts or any of the other deep state swamp monsters, if you will. I am simply asking that you follow your oath and you protect us from all enemies, especially the domestic ones right now. The swamp monsters that think that they're above the law. The ones that literally are calling parents terrorists, ladies and gentlemen. I believe in the rule of law, says Dave Dobenmeyer. I believe in honest, God-ordained government. So he's defending the proper rule of limited constitutional government. The act of treason is punishable by death. I simply call for justice. Hang them high. Do it publicly without masks. Now, I know that sounds extreme, ladies and gentlemen, but I want to really clearly point to we, we support due process. Um, and you know what? You don't always have to have the penalty of death for treason. Uh, but when the acts become too many or of too great of import, if you will, then at some point something must be done. And you say, Sam, that's extreme. You know, you could just do a, a five years in prison and a $10,000 fine or something. No, it's not enough, though, because these people have been in office and these people have controlled society for literally decades 
and have literally caused problems nationally forever. This isn't just something that they that they did one time or they made a mistake or they talked out of turn. This is a pattern. And this is what Dave Dobbenmeyer is talking about. This is a pattern of abuse of the law. All right. This is a serious problem. The CDC is literally now saying we're not even going to publish data because you guys might take it out of context and use it wrongfully. Well, I have every right to interpret the results of your study any way I want to and to suggest that somehow I might share, quote, misinformation with your released data so you won't release it. These people are criminals. They won't release the details of the coronavirus vaccine for years. You got to ask the question that Dave Dobenmeyer asked in his second article, why do good men do nothing? And that really, in my opinion, is the crutch of the discussion here, the key point, the, the critical deal here, right? Coach Dave says we have traded the black-robed regiment for the pink-robed regiment. He's right as rain. We have gone soft in America, ladies and gentlemen. And until good men, until honorable men and women stand up for the sacred cause of liberty, we are going to lose it. And I appreciate Dave giving us stories uh, through this last hour about him taking 150 people, 200 people, and going to here to go in there to, to create accountability. And I think it's incredible. But, folks, we need that 150 to be 1,500, 15,000, 150,000, 1.5 million, 15 million, 150 million. We need serious action. And until we get greater numbers, folks, we're going to be stuck on stupid. Until we can educate enough and influence enough people to make a difference, we're in serious trouble, Right? That's the bottom line. That's where we sit. That's the issue. And it's a tough road to hoe. I get it. Uh, I'm speaking some hard things, aren't I? Yes, I am. But I'm also saying that's what it's going to take to preserve the sacred cause of liberty. I don't want blood. I want peace. I don't want to have to create the death penalty for anyone. But at some point, they have got to be stopped, and we've got to do it legally and morally. How do we get that done? Well... When good men do nothing, it'll never get done. It's going to take good, honest men to work hard to make a difference. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. We the people can make the difference, but we've got to educate, 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 and then we've got to point the way to peaceful, law-abiding solutions, ladies and gentlemen. The rule of law, the supreme law of the land, God, family, country, the protection of life, liberty, and property. These fundamental principles are tried and true and work every time. Can we remain peaceful? Well, the answer is, will they let us? I sure pray the answer is a resounding yes. We declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally, would you please? God save the Republic of the United States of America.